Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Got it! Crowd cheers. Here's Siddle. He's got it! Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Two Slips in the Gully. I'm joined by both of my co-hosts again tonight. G'day, Aaron. How are you today? I'm well, thanks, mate. How's everybody? Not too bad, not too bad. A little little uh, under the weather. Big day. Big, hot, stinking day. But uh, we get to talk about cricket now, so it's all good. And Glenn, how are you, mate? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Like I said, uh, you had your first day back at work. Well, technically, sort of, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of meetings and listening to people, which is it's kind of tiring, but, you know. Um, they yeah. paid you and fed you, so. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They paid me and fed me. So, Come and lift uh, 20 curly bags of concrete around for a couple of hours. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's probably worse than just listening <laughs> to someone. Talk about stuff. I don't know. At least we can talk about cricket while we're lifting twenty kilo bags of concrete. We don't, don't have to sit there quietly. I, I, I say as I'm appearing on a medium where you exclusively listen to people talk about stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, you know. You chose this. You chose this if you're listening. <laughs> you're, you're on the podcast. You don't have exactly. to listen to it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, so we've got uh, uh, an interesting episode uh, this week. We've got another lightning round. We'll cover off a few bits and pieces that are going on around the world. And uh, this week we got together. Um, we had like a, a little group activity away from the podcast. We all got together and we watched season two of The Test. So we're going uh, to give our loosely, thoughts. Loosely termed as homework while we're sitting there with beers in our hands. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, I've I got to give something back to the boys. I mean, I, I drop off, like, do proper homework, research and stuff, at the drop of a hat for the ne- upcoming which episode. This, which Claire never does. So yeah. now I was kind of trying to give them a fun, like, you know, this is a fun assignment that the teacher sometimes <laughs> give you in high school. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're going we're gonna to have uh, – we watched the, the four episodes of season two of The Test, um, and uh, we're going to have a bit of a review of what we thought of that. So uh, all that cricket goodness is coming up right after this.
right, it's been working well so far, 2023, so I'm going to go back to that well, and we're going to do another lightning round to smash through a few topics. So the first one we're going to have a chat about is the one-day international series between New Zealand and India. So the time starting now, uh, I think uh, highway is probably the buzzword that you want to associate with some of the pitches in here. There has been a smorgasbord of runs being scored. Oh, yeah. Um, it, I've watched a little bit of it. It's been you, it's at the stage you feel sorry for the bowls because no matter what you do, what tricks you try in the slower balls or the off-speed bounces, anything has just been dispatched. Shubman Gill in the first one was just superb. Well, he's what? He's got a double hundred and now another hundred now in this series. 100. And I think he only missed out on a hundred in the... The, the 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 other game because New Zealand wouldn't were, score enough runs. We were knocked over too cheap. Yeah. Um, in that first game, it was three ninety somewhere near about to that, and then New Zealand nearly made a fight out of it because Michael Bracewell scored that one fifty one forty, batting mm-hmm. at seven. Wait, then that was phenomenal. There's just been some phenomenal examples of hitting in this yeah. series. One forty name off seventy eight. 12 mm. fours and 10 sixes, so over a century in boundaries, mm. in 22 hits. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. That's just nuts. It's um, India is starting to really flex its muscle, and they're going to be very scary to deal with in a home World Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we were talking about this a little bit earlier. When we're, yeah, um, the, the last one what, when Coley was yeah. smacking the Sri Lankans around. Yeah. Um, do I, um, I don't trust India. Quite frankly, I think they're going to—they're just rolling out these roads to give everybody some sort of a false impression. And then when when the when the, the hard games switch. come, yeah, when the hard games come, all of a sudden there'll be raging turners and people will get in the mind out for a hundred. They are ICC tournaments, so the ICC takes control of the preparation of grounds, like they liaise with the local groundskeepers, but the, the they have the overall control of how it's prepared. So I'm going to play devil's advocate and not insinuate the BCCI runs the ICC and say that the wickets will probably be a little more even even keeled for the World Cup. That's my only hope. Otherwise, yeah. as much as I do love seeing runs and sixes and stuff like that, I want to see more of an even con- like yeah. I don't want to see yeah. I don't want to see eight hundred runs scored yeah. and five wickets taken in the whole game sort and of we thing. I want to yeah. see these guys who are really good bowlers being able to execute their skills for some type of reward. Yeah. You know, and the only ball that wasn't being scored off in these games was the Yorker. I mean uh you know, the, the opposing sort of view. Uh, we're, we're moving on, Glenn. We're moving on. Right. Well, I've been waiting to say that for about two minutes. I'm not going to word it. Go, no. go, go, go. That's all right. We'll move on. Uh, quick, get your point in. No, well, uh, I suppose the uh, the ponting quote, of if it's a road, school runs on it, you know, <laughs> comes to mind. Yeah, well, That's the only way to deal with it. And you'd, you'd say that both teams have been scoring runs on it, but uh, India's just got a, an elite ODI batting line up at the moment. They are yeah. all firing all at the same time, which is making it very difficult. Uh, okay, the other thing that I want to uh, sort of get in and talk about is the announcement of the new women's IPL that is coming out. So I, I think I probably know a little bit more about it than you guys because I passed this information on late last night. Uh, so for those of you, so the women's IPL has been has started. Uh, they've got they're worth. 33 interested parties in bidding for franchises, but that has now dwindled to 17 entries 
and I think that the plan is to have five franchises at the end of the the bidding, and I think seven of the men's IPL franchises have put forward a bid for um, for a team, as well as there being some privately ones. And the thing that's really exciting is that, from what I've read, twelve crore will be the the operating budget for the salaries, which roughly works out to be if my maths is okay, just shy of two point one million. Australian dollars. Not a bad bank for 18 players. And, if, yeah, with an 18-man squad, that works out to be $166,000 each, which we know won't be that because it's an auction base like the IPL, so they'll be bidding high for the gun players. And 18-woman squad, I believe. Yeah, 18-player 18 18 18 squad. 18-player squad, player whatever squad. we stand correct. Right then, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, so there's some big money to be earned, and I think this is going to be a pivotal moment in... Women's cricket. This is what we've been waiting for. This is enormous for, for women's cricket all around the world. Now you're going to have the same effect on their game as what the IPL, IPL had on the men's game. It's going to spread. It'll be interesting to see how quickly India close that gap because yeah. Australia is, is clearly head and shoulders ahead of the rest well, of the world. India are the only team that have knocked us over last year. Yeah. It sure is in the super over, blah, blah, blah. But they're the only team that did it. Their progression... Their upside is enormous, absolutely who, enormous. If you're an IPL franchise owner, who are you bidding on for? Ashley Gardner. Ashley Gardner. Who's your who's Charlie your Charlie McGrath. That's mine. You only get one. No, no, no. <laughs> but I like Charlie. Yeah. What about you, Glenny? Who's who are you sinking? Who's your bidding big to get for your first overall pick in the draft? If you were, I don't know, uh, Alyssa Healy or maybe uh, King. Sophie King? Sophia? Alana King. Alana King. Yeah. Alana King. So a lot of Aussies, a bit of home yeah. flavour there. Yeah, I think. And then a little slightly lower levels, a bit more of the veteran players, like your Healy's. I think Meg Lanning, if she decides she wants to go and do that. Who are yours, Aaron? Well, mine would be Talia McGrath. And if uh, I'd also be looking at maybe someone like Shmidi Mandahar as someone as... Yeah. Especially if you're looking for a, a corporate sort of look at us as well. Yeah. Shmidi Mandahar is probably the almost the poster child for um, Indian I cricket. I think this is an opportunity, too, for the for their women's game. Like, if there's going to be five franchises, they need to get, like, the the top women's players in their in their one-day squads, in their T20 squads, to be playing in that tournament as figureheads and as role models yeah. for the millions of women who are going to be, and girls who are going to be looking at and going, I want to do that. 100%. All right, moving on to our last point for the lightning round. Uh, uh, the ICC has announced that it's got its uh, Olympic bid, so what it's going to be doing. So they're proposing a six-team um, T20 event for both men and women at the 2028 Olympics in Los Angeles. Uh, so, and the way they're basically going to be working that out will be um, that the two whoever's whatever the cutoff date will be, whoever is the top six teams um, in the in the ICC T20 rankings will then qualify for the Olympics. Okay, it's exciting. Anytime that you know cricket gets to be put into these big multi-sport tournaments is is exciting because we're becoming a much more inclusive and worldwide sport, which is just wonderful for the game. I I I have, have, just in the back of my mind, I just have, is this the way, you know, like I'm I'm not quite sure how inclusive this is going to be. I mean, if we're just going to start off at the top six, and the problem is with these sports, they can be in one Olympics and out the next. 
So there's no, are you no guarantee to build for the future yeah. on the back of the Olympics? 100%. Well, it's a showcase event, so they're hopefully looking to get a long-term running in there. And I'm with you. You don't get the, the cool runnings moment of Jamaica qualifying for the exactly. bobsled yeah. this way. You've just got the same, you know, the same usual suspects. Are you going to have for... Yeah, you, know, you can't really see playing a mini World Cup during the Olympics. Yeah, well, you might because I believe Jamaica would have to be entered as a separate as a separate nation. No, I just yeah. I, mean, I, I meant the fairy tale coming. <laughs> yeah, to I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I know. Um, <laughs> I think the way that the West Indies would do it was similar to the Commonwealth Games, as whoever whichever yeah. island had won their domestic tournament would yeah, then would go forward. Would represent the the Olympics at like all the players would play for. Like, the West They're Indies odd, would play yeah. for them, but they would go under the banner of Antigua or yeah, Barbados yeah. Or, or Jamaica. Is that what they did? Yeah, yeah for the Commonwealth yeah. Games, that's what they did. So I believe yeah. it was Barbados that made it through because they won the women's domestic. And, and didn't yeah. they, they won a game in the, in the tournament as well? They won, sure. they won a couple, I think. They were yeah. a fairly strong side. Yeah. yeah, so would it be a 2020 tournament? Yeah, it's a 2020 yeah. tournament. It's 2020, yeah. Mm. Uh, and obviously, it, things that have come down to it is that you've got to have international standard pitches, which aren't going to be readily available. So I understand why it's been condemned. You're trying to put the best product available at the Olympics. But I do hope eventually it grows into that something, maybe uh, like the Olympics for soccer, where you have um, an under-23s with some veterans yeah. in there to help to grow the game. It's too much like the ICC Champions Trophy. It's too yeah. it's the same thing. <laughs> Yeah, uh, 100%. I think it does It does need to grow, but I think for you, you're trying to get the foot in the door, you're trying to entrench it as part of the, the Olympic fabric, and it, it makes sense why you would do that. You've got, especially being in Los Angeles, you've got limited grounds available. You're just going to get, you've got to get the best that you can get, which obviously makes sense being the top six teams, uh, and try and make a dent, try and get the Americans on board loving it, and then hopefully it, it ingrains itself in the Olympic culture and then can grow from there. Well, yeah. Hopefully that with the start of their T Twenty tournament was it next year? Yeah. So yeah. So on the back of that, getting some Olympic exposure from the from the viewpoint of looking at well, the that, American market, you're looking at four seasons. Yeah. Um, potentially, depending on when it would, maybe th- maybe three seasons, depending on when the Olympics take place yeah. and and the tournament takes and the the major league cricket takes place. You're looking at three years of. What should be fairly elite level cricket if there's going to be as much money poured into it as you can. So hopefully that means it'll um, it, it'll it'll sort of really catapult on from there, and, and we can see the cricket Olympics far more often. All right, God, well that's that's it. Well, that's good. It was about ten minutes or so, twelve minutes. Not, not too much waffling on. Um, no. We'll uh, move on to the next point. We'll get into it. We'll get into the test. Go straight down the throat of first slips. So. Unless you've been living under a rock, I'm sure you're probably aware that Cricket Australia has uh, endorsed a behind-the-scenes camera documentary of the Australian cricket team, uh, and it's been titled The Test. It's available on Amazon Prime, for those of you who haven't seen it. And uh, the season one took place just after Sandpaper Gate and dealt with uh, Justin Langer and Tim Payne's mission to, uh, you know, win the Ashes in England. Resurrect Australian cricket. And resurrect Australian cricket in, in the meantime. Uh, and I thought it was a really, it was a fantastic uh, piece of sports documentary. Really, really enjoyed it. I thought it it, it delved with the nitty gritty, and it was very interesting to see how mm. the game it was gripping. Uh, uh, the uh, game uh, happened behind the scenes. Uh, it had drama to it. It had it. Would, you couldn't have really written a script. 
that gripping. And it, it, it wasn't drama that was uh, created by editing, no. you know, like like you would like with a reality show or anything yeah. like that. Uh, Formula One Drive to Survive. If you want to see drama created with editing, that is perfect. I've never yeah. seen. A, a, I've never seen a, a documentary more panned up. by yeah. the people in it than yeah. than that. Like all the drivers coming out saying that 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 didn't happen like yeah. that. But it's on camera, yeah, it didn't happen like yeah. that. Mm. Uh, yeah, but this felt really, really gritty, really honest, and it was really sort of good to see. Um, so we got together, and Season 2 came out very recently, so we decided to make it a two-slips-and-a-gully mission to go and churn out the... There's only four episodes, which I thought was a little disappointing, mm. um, and and get through these. So we, we all came around to my house, and we uh, we churned through the episode. It took us a couple of goes at it to get yes, all four we out. Have- Unfortunately, life gets in the way. Yeah. Of life really times. doesn't get that we're busy with cricket. Like, exactly. Why are you getting in the way of our cricket documentary life? Well, I don't care that you need food, you small child. I'm I've been, <laughs> been complaining about this for years. You know? Life gets in the way of you doing whatever the hell you want. <laughs> so we finally got the way, got it done. So what are some what are some thoughts that you guys got on the series? What do you think? Um, quite frankly, I was disappointed in it. Well, yeah. I can see that. Um, I thought it was more of a, a PR exercise. Um, there was, don't get me wrong, there were some good parts in it and it was good to yeah. see some of the insights in it. Um, the, the thing that I was really impressed about was the focus that they had on Osman Kamara when they went back to Pakistan and the impact that he had and um, the impact it's had on his life and how important it was to his family. And, and that was a really, that was a very nice human moment, particularly for somebody who we've seen and has been very much maligned at times, to see him go back and, and like, he just dominated that tour. He mm. was just amazing. But, yeah, just the insights there when they were, some of the interplay and some of the conversations that he had about his feelings to it all was very, it was very moving, to be quite honest. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I th- there were some parts that definitely did well, but I thought the whole season was just a bit vapid and just a bit of a pat on the back. Yeah, I um, did too. Whereas the, the first season very much it had delved on, into it had on the bones the first season. Some of the ugly parts of cricket yeah. and really sort of shone a light on that. And, and I feel that the first season, the ugly things was was Sandpaper Gate. Well, it was an absolute disgrace. And they had had a definitive bad guy. Where this is the the old guard, the old generation. Smith, Warner, Bancroft. Yeah, you know, this whole Lehman. big thing. <laughs> yeah, Lehman. Now we're the new establishment with the new leader and the new coach. We're doing things the new way. So we sort of got a little bit of delving into the nitty gritty and the. I may even showed the clips of the prime minister. You know, uh, mm. Malcolm Turnbull at the time. Um, was it? Yeah, Malcolm Turnbull, yeah. pretty sure. Yep. Um, Saying how yeah, disgraceful sort of, it all was. Yeah, and yeah they talked about it in Parliament. And, and, yeah. and, and they sort of... And we paid They didn't them to shy do it. away from that. And I feel that's because Cricket Australia had a bad guy that they could go, look at this and look what we're doing to make things better. Whereas season two began with Tim Payne's resignation as captain. Mm. And it also had um, Justin Langer's resignation as coach which were two of the most disgraceful moments in Australian cricket in modern history. Uh, easily in the same ballpark as Sandpaper Gate, the way that was dealt with. Mm. And it was... But they were... they were. It was a bad thing of Cricket Australia's making. And because Cricket Australia obviously has an invested interest in looking good, they didn't give it nearly the same sort of attention that it deserved, didn't nearly focus on what some of the players thought 
and give that as much airtime. They sort of acknowledged that it happened. There was the arbitrary yeah. interview, you and feel they moved like the, on. The, the players pulled rank. They were told what they they could and couldn't say. Yeah, and it was very to... closed off. It wasn't open like. Yeah, like there was no. Season. I didn't feel there was a, a lot of candor shown by a lot of. I was actually really disappointed there was almost no mention from the players about Tim Payne. I can understand Langer, like, because apparently it was a player revolt that got rid of Langer, so the players are obviously going to close in. There was a few I really appreciated. But, But nobody, not one of them came out and said, you know, I was with Langer. Um, so you know, Mar- it wasn't me. Marsh <laughs> and Agar and Lyon were the closest you could get to pro Langer. Marsh had admitted as much that we there was back and forth that Langer was too intense and we needed him to scale back. And Marsh said he went and did that. Yeah. And Agar basically summed it up. Uh, Nathan Lyon said that um, he appre- like he appreciated how passionate Langer was and and said that sometimes it was really hard, but sort of gave the impression that he wasn't. Broken one of the guys with a knife in his hand. He wasn't broken by this, but acknowledged that the way that Langer dealt with him sometimes was mm. difficult. But so I can get that because it's obviously Cricket Australia want that to be very insular. But the fact that no one in this interview had anything to say about did they think that Tim Payne should have been moved on? Like there was no one sticking up for Tim Payne at all. There was no mention from the if players about. If you're it. an interviewer, isn't that one of the first questions you're asking the but, guys and who and he's and, just left? And that's what I mean. That's why I mean it's vapid because the it's not an interview. It's Cricket Australia. Yeah. So they're running it, yeah. and they've just not asked those questions. Whereas yeah. Sandpaper Gate, we got yeah. as many questions as we could get in about that. Yeah. Um, whereas these ones, because these were a, a mess of Cricket Australia's own making, and yeah. there's no former board to blame it on. There's no past regime to blame it on. We sort of just yeah. acknowledge that these events took place and we moved on. Well, look the, at look at us beat England. Don't worry about the fact <laughs> that we're not talking about Tim Payne. Look at all these highlights of us destroying well, the Poms. Well, they didn't even show, you know, that the JL kind of flew straight down to, to be with uh, Payne during that time as well. Yeah, I think there was um, a, a, a snippet of Langer saying they, something they about Tim Payne. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. all those pieces to camera where they interviewed yeah. the players, not one of them was, oh, I thought Payne was hard done by, but, you know, that's the decision that was made. There was none of that. There was, there just, was just straight, oh, Pat, Pat is the captain now. Yeah. Now they've got a problem that they've got to fill the captain spot. Like they they just black bagged Tim Payne, yeah. you know? like, um, and I just and that was what I liked about the first season is that it sort of was like all access pass, and this was yeah. we're showing you what we want you to see. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah. This one was no, more, and I think this we, one was so I felt it was very staged managed. Yes, yeah. very staged managed in the interviews, and the interviews in these documentaries, whether it's the one on one between the, the the party and the interviewer. I felt whoever was asking these questions, he was working for the PR mob oh, that works yeah. at Cricket Australia because he didn't ask one hard question, yeah. not one, mm. of yeah. anybody no, yeah. in the entire four. Just softball questions that the was, whole time. Yeah. Was, yeah. It was almost like, I don't know, like they decided that they wanted to give the, the players the, the chance to show themselves and the, and yeah, the team was like in the best light. The test test season one was was gritty and rough around the edges and yeah. a, and a real look at how things was going. Whereas the test season two was a glossy highlights package. Hmm. And I mean, you can you can make the differentiation between what was going on at the time of, of test season one and what's going on in test season two, but 
like I said, there's two, been two of the biggest... There, there was an implicit bias yeah. in the way that they reported this. There's been this. a very implicit bias in the way that they've basically whitewashed the whole Payne Langer episodes. Like you said, they're basically, not, oh, yeah, it happened. Look over there. Yeah, look at all this good stuff look now. Look at all this good we're, stuff we've, now. We've acknowledged it happened look and at, now we're moving at, on. Look at Pat Cummins. Um, yeah. But there were some good things. I really enjoyed, well, I didn't really enjoy, I really felt for Maxwell, but I, I liked how candid Maxwell was talking it about was his, probably his the near most selection yeah. in the, for the Pakistan side. And, yeah. and I appreciated that he didn't shy away from the fact, because it could look like that he's a, a very selfish player, but, you know, he was... And you can't blame him, but in his heart of hearts, he he was rooting for Travis Head to be too injured to play. Now, outwardly, he doesn't want Travis Head to be hurt, and he's happy mm. that Travis Head plays. But he was, you know, open enough and honest enough to admit that, like, yeah, when Travis Head passed that fitness test, I was gutted. I was devastated that Travis yeah. Head re- recovered in time because it meant that I was not going to play for Australia. And and I I appreciated that he. Was wasn't afraid to say that and run the risk of being well. You wanted your teammate to be hurt, like he didn't obviously want him to be hurt, but like him him being better. But that was obviously that was a, never the context that it come across as. Yeah, like he. Yeah. I, I never felt he was rooting for rooting Travis for Head. Travis Head to fall in a hole and injure his hamstring some more. He just acknowledged like, that him being better was yeah, the, the nail him. in his coffin, and yeah. and like it's just, just yeah, it's a it's a player being genuine. It's a player not being. Not oh, being, should I say that? Shouldn't I say that? It's yeah. just, I feel like this. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I think when you look at the context now with Maxwell, is that his last shot? Oh, 100%. Like, he's not going to play test cricket for it. This was, his, this was his tour, three subcontinent tours in, in what, 10 months? Yeah. If he wasn't going to make it back, he's not going to make it. What, 36, um, not playing red ball cricket. Him breaking his leg at that party it ended his test, his test, test career. Yeah. Done. It's over. Yeah, and you got to move on. Like, and even still, he hasn't played test uh, one day or for four day cricket in a while. Him making the squad was a bit eyebrow raising as it was. He's making it on reputation alone, and at this point now, it's when's the next time we go to the subcontinent? You're not really going to take him to England. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you imagine he's going to be. He'll be looking to be available for the 50 over World Cup. Yeah. Um, in terms you know, of test that, aspirations, that, yeah, he's done. I think that may actually, be and, I, and I think he, and I think he knows that too. He knew that if he didn't get on for the Pakistan, that, that Pakistan tour, yeah. um, and then when he got injured yeah. before the Big Bash, meaning that he was probably going to miss the Indian squad, I think he knows in his heart that that's that's, that's probably it. it. He's he's probably done now. Um, some other great things I really like, yeah, the Usman Khawaja story going back to Pakistan. Um, you brought this up, actually, around their coverage of, of Hobart, the Hobart test. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was just, what? Yeah, they, they just uh, it was like build up of, of tw- Hobart test. 12 seconds of, like, highlights, yeah. and that's it, the Australians have won the Ashes, and that was all you Taking saw. photos, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought, that doesn't. It's the first Ashes test that Hobart has ever hosted, and it's a day-night yeah. test, and Cam Green had a really great game, and mm. you know, Bolland came back and did stuff. Like, I thought there was certainly it was worth more than just, like, yeah, that yeah. eight seconds or ten seconds worth of highlights that we got. Yeah, like, I mean, that, yeah. that was one of the more disappointing aspects of it. I, I actually thought they glossed across the whole Ashes victory Fairly briefly, to be honest with you. Mm. But it's, it's oh, I, like, the, I can't remember how, exactly how many episodes, but I feel it was eight or ten. 
in season one and they've condensed it down. Obviously, it's a smaller time frame, but they've condensed it down into just four. And I feel like you could definitely have stretched that to maybe six. Yeah. Um, and if you were prepared to be a little bit more candid. And open up on a few things. Open up on a few things. And show, and show some of the great things that the Australians did do on the field. If you're going to highlight, you know, don't worry about Langer and Payne, look over here at how great they're playing. Well, show us a little bit about how they played. You know, like, we got a we got a we got a fairly a, a fair assortment of highlights throughout the thing, but it was a, the behind the scenes stuff. I think was what made like I watched the games. I don't need to no. see highlights of Smudge scoring hundreds or Cummins knocking. Yeah, I want to see the the change room reaction or yeah, and know. what go like you know Langer kicking a bin over when Stokes is on his way to that Headingley win, like stuff yeah. like that is yeah. like the the time lapse. They had of Steve Smith waiting to bat in Sri Lanka, and they've yeah. got everyone just darting around because they're sped, t- and he's just sitting there like zoning in. Mm. Like it would have looked, it looked like, judging from what happened, at least half an hour, an hour has gone by, and Smith has not moved. Mm. Not let like get out of the chair. He's just like locked into this this one. And considering how much he fidgets out on the field, he was just like, is he? If yeah. his eyes weren't uh, uh, weren't yeah, open, you'd go, has he gone to sleep? He might be catatonic. Or... <laughs> yeah, it's just in his own yeah. zone. It was quite yeah. extraordinary to see the – and it actually does go to show how much mental preparation and discipline plays a, a role in elite sport at the, at the very highest level. And even, like, all of the players in the – like, they all think that Smith's weird. So even, like, there's all, obviously a, a whole case of mentally getting yourself ready up for the fight at any level, and Smith then, then takes that to the nth degree. Like, he does it to the point that ever these other pro athletes that are used to getting into the zone are just like, what is he doing? <laughs> he is such a weirdo. Just a little aside, if you do actually happen to tune into it, you get to see Steve Smith's bat bag. Oh, <laughs> oh. what about... bat bag. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've yeah. just I would love to be good enough at, at a profe- at a sport <laughs> to be a professional at it because Smith somehow worked out that the rubber in like the foam inserts in his thumb are not comfortable enough and he not only has the time to recognise that but has found the time to go and find a a, a more comfortable foam insert for his thumb remove the inserts from all. 200 pairs of his gloves, cut out a tiny little thumb-sized insert for each of his gloves and put them back. You're like, how does he have that much time? <laughs> how? Well, this is his main gig. I know. I just yeah, wish I was... have a nine-to-five. I wish I was good enough to have a sport as my main gig. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not bad, is it? And that, but, just... yeah, that bat bag was astonishing. I can't stop thinking about it. It had... It was like... A bill, a little. It was a big cricket bag. It was, it was a, a big like cricket a full bag coffin full of brand new, new balance. And they bags. were stacked like you know, stacked V's like up, them. V's down, V's up, V. So he could fit as many. In. I was just like, that's. He had a small forest. Yeah, <laughs> he was just dragging around. <laughs> it had, it's got its own. It's got its own carbon um, sequestering plate on the back. Yeah. That, that, that was interesting to see. I didn't appreciate those parts of the dynamics in the dressing room. Like, Kawaja looks like he's a pain in the ass, but a fun oh, yeah. pain in the ass. Like, yeah. he's the yeah. he's the he's just the, the larrikin of the, the train room. Jesus, some of them are just slobs, man. Um, you know, Smith has got his spot, which then after an hour is just sort of, 
evolved <laughs> into some other spots. Yeah. Um, Labashane is just, he's like, he's, oh, he drives nuts, wouldn't he? Well, that was actually really interesting too, that we always talk about that like Marnus and Smith and there's always like Marnus being the young one yeah. and the new guy sort of gravitating to Smith, but it's more the opposite. that Initially it was that, but then Smith sort of found more of a kindred spirit. And I think it was Line that said that Smitty loves Marnus more than Marnus loves Smitty now. And it's <laughs> yeah. just, and, and like it, that sort of dynamic was really interesting to see. I really enjoyed seeing the way they set themselves up for the bubble life in Pakistan because they yeah, weren't allowed to leave. That was pretty cool, wasn't it? And just sort of the not different a bad things. bubble at all. Like, um, living in. You know, Mitch Marsh with his Call of Duty, Cam Green organised the basketball hoop, Marnus Labrachane got them like a. In a like a proper elite um, coffee, machine. coffee machine. They had like a golf simulator. There were table tennis tables, pool tables, oh, every sort of could, game. Could you imagine, you imagine. Li- like Lily and Rod Marsh and Greg <laughs> Chapel and stuff? What they'd be doing? They could see what the the sort of things that these guys have when they go. That's on why tour. they never used to like to go to Pakistan because <laughs> they couldn't have a drink there. <laughs> That's serious. That's why they didn't want to go. You know, have, I think they don't get so bored that they just have a fist fight or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Booney just take a flight somewhere so he can drink and yeah. then get back if, for the next day. We're just going to take a round trip to like New York and then yeah. back to 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 yeah. Karachi. I'll sink a hundred beers on the way too. And come back and be ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So some of those behind the scenes were good, but just overall, it just seemed a bit, yeah. just a bit empty. Yeah, it felt shallow. Yeah, I felt really shallow. There were there were some good pieces in it. Um, I I did enjoy like seeing like you see how seriously some of these guys take it. I well, I think Glenn said it when Travis had walked in, he threw his seven hundred dollar bat straight across into the <laughs> centre of it. And the re- don't do that. I'll have it. Did he? <laughs> did he manage to get? Did he manage to get in on like an eighty five percent off sale to get it for seven hundred oh. bucks? I reckon that thing is yeah. well over a grand. It's <laughs> if you buy that bat retail. <laughs> yeah, it's a serious bat. You yeah, know, it's certainly at the top end, and they all obviously all use the top end bats, but. Yeah, that he sent that flying across the room. I'm surprised it didn't actually go through something. Um, Cam Green was really interesting to see in that tour to yeah. to, to Sri Lanka, and just how hard he took his um, his dismissal in the second test after coming off that really big 77 that he scored. Yeah. And I loved I loved the the emotion that he puts into playing for Australia because he was just off on his own yeah. in tears yeah. um, that he got knocked out. I think it was four or six or something in that first innings. Yeah. And, and the, the, I, I think the thing was, too, that he trusted his processes in the first one and it got him through. And his processes let him down. His processes let him down this time. Um, I love the emotion. I love how much he wants to succeed, but I think oh. that he's going to have a short career. He's going to take every dismissal to heart yeah, that much. Exactly. He needs, to, he needs to learn how to lighten up a little bit, but wow. Mm. Isn't he just something? He is. I mean, he's a very impressive young man, let alone being a fine cricketer. Oh, that was cool to see. Like, there was just this parade of players talking about how good Cam Green was, and they're all saying this guy is going to be one of the best things that Australia's ever produced. Like, like Lyon, Smith, Marnus, Andrew McDonald, all those guys were all, um, all well, having he, a... He's a rare talent. We're very blessed. And the fact we've got a couple more like him coming through was very encouraging as well. Yeah. Mm. Uh, What's in the water in WA? <laughs> <laughs> who, who cares? 
Just keep rolling them out, boys. That's it, that's it. Well, we've got quite a glut of good young all-rounders. Actually, speaking of all-rounders, I know this is annoying you. I think it annoyed you a little bit as well. What was Mitch Marsh doing so often in that second season? <laughs> he barely played a single game. I don't think he played he any game. He didn't play a minute of the games. And he had he, so he, many pieces to camera, it was oh ridiculous. No. It, was, it was starting to get farcical. <laughs> Yeah. Really I've got was. nothing against him. He spoke well. It's fine. Yeah. It was just like, but He's why do we care him. what you have to say? You're not in the team. <laughs> exactly. And what was he even on a couple of those tours? Oh, you he was the backup all rounder when they went to Sri Lanka oh, and, was in, in uh-huh. India. So, yeah. oh, that's right, he was too. So, yeah, but. He didn't do anything. He, he he's he's he got now very an, good at Call of Duty. He's now an elite level Call of Duty player. <laughs> yeah, we've the, the Cricket Australia has paid for him to become a game master. That's that's the thing I took away from um from the test is that I'm better than Pat Cummins at something because apparently Pat Cummins is it's absolutely rubbish at Call of yeah. Duty. Excellent. Yeah, well, I can't guarantee that I'm better at Pat Cummins, but, <laughs> but at least you know. At least you know pretty, he's not. His, yeah, it's like the, yeah. It's, it's like, like oh yeah, you know, on track to be one of the best fast bowlers Australia's ever had, but I can be even caught. So yeah, <laughs> yeah it's all good. What about it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think overall there was nothing inherently wrong with. The series. It's an enjoyable watch. Please don't take any of our criticisms as a reason not to watch no, it. No, we're, we're pure cricket tragics and we wanted to see more meat on the bones. Yeah, and we didn't the, get it. you're certainly not going to be disappointed looking at. No, it, it's, it's, certainly, it's, a, it's a nice, glossy highlights package of thing, how the things went between the, the 2009, uh, 2021 Ashes and the, the Tour de Sri Lanka. You, oh. it, it's really good. The, especially the tour to Sri Lanka, where you look at how um, the, the riots, the riots going on at the same time that Australia was there and overthrowing the government during the test, all very interesting. But for the bits that we were really interested in, that the media has harped on, you know, the 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 ousting of Justin Langer, the removal of Tim Payne, all of the you know, the dark, gritty secrets that you want to find out that we sort of got in season one are completely absent. No, none of that. None of that at all. And um, I think it's just a little disingenuous. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, and I, I understand because it's it's Cricket Australia's property. They're not going to go out and make something that makes them look bad. But, um, yeah, it's just it's not. And in, in, that, in that sense, it was basically no more than a whitewash. It really was. It, it touched, it, you know, like if they could have got away of not saying anything about it, I think they probably would have tried. I think they probably would have still done the Langer one because they wanted to have that come and sound bite of him reading out his... His message would be, oh, you're looking out for your mate, I'm looking out for mine. Yeah, well, I I'm, I'm, must admit that I haven't watched that. And, look, JL's one of my idols. So I was really disappointed to hear some of the comments that were made in relation to him. And, you know, like, this guy dragged you out of the mire and everybody's going, oh, yeah, well, he's done his bit, so now we're moving on. And it's like, no, that's crap. Now, at the risk of dragging it back down into another Langer debate, I, I don't think we've had a sustained period of... I think the, the the players themselves think they're in a better spot than what they actually are. So they've won a World Cup um, and they won an Ashes against an England side. Let's face it, we're never going to do well in Australia. It just wasn't going to do well. And all of a sudden, they're now... We've won a World Cup, we've won an Ashes 4-0. We're, we're amazing. We don't need this guy that has literally built us from, like, reset the foundation and built us up to get us where we are. And I just, uh, you know, they could end up proving us wrong in time, but I don't think that one summer, especially considering that largely the same team lost a home series 
against India, yeah. the second in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think they've got that sustained period of – and, again, they had a home World Cup and they were very average in that. Uh, I think that, yeah, I Cummins – are we going to see a, a test season free and we're going to look at some of these things where – No, I'd imagine we would. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that, you know, Cummins is, is talking a lot about how we've – We've built ourselves to a point now that we need to go in a different direction. You know, Alanga built us up. Now we need another direction to continue the excellence. I was like, I don't think you've gotten to excellence yet. You you beat a you you beat a rubbish touring side in that England side, and you fluked a World Cup. And and I don't think you're as good as you think you are. No. To say we don't need you anymore, we now need a softer hand to help us. And yeah. It, Oh look, and the thing is too, like going outside of the of the test period that it, it took in. Since then, we have beaten South Africa. Since then, we've beaten the West Indies in our. Oh, in look, our the West, season. the West Indies these were never going to do well. Yeah, the, these teams were very disappointing mm. until we over there in, winning in India, and we go over and we win. We win mm. in England, not draw. We win. Then they can start talking about excellence. Hundred percent. Look, we were always. I could have coached the Australian cricket team to beat the West Indies. Um, well, we but, almost. Well, we should have applied. We knew we should have applied. <laughs> but um, I, yeah. I was impressed with the way that we handled South Africa because South Africa, on paper, should have done well. We're they usually get up, and um, we did really well against them. So credit to Cummins, credit to McDonald and Co. But and and they could go on and do exactly what they've promised to do. But I just think that the the. the, the all of the, the dialogue passed from Justin Lane going from Cummins and Co. was we have got to a point where we now need a different approach. And I'm like, I don't think you've gotten to that point. You're no. not as good as you think you are. No. Um, you know, beating England at home, it's going to sound disrespectful, but beating that England side at home is not as much of an achievement as you think it is. No, it's not. Um, the, the, I mean, we, I'm sure we pointed it out three months before they named the touring party. We said, if you don't bring pace and a, spin, a decent spinner, we're going to cane you. And um, to be fair, they didn't have the pace because it was all injured. Mm-hmm. Um, and their, their win at the World Cup, while excellent, was not an indicative of where we are in the world as the, a T20 the, the nation. The rolled our way. 100%. And we saw that playing in our own conditions in the next World Cup. And that's, I just think, yeah, yeah, maybe he might be right. We're looking from the outside in, but he's like, okay, we've got to the zenith. Now he's got us from the bottom to the top, and now we need someone else that can keep us going. And I just don't think they actually got as far up the mountain as they believe they did before they got McDonald to take over. Yeah, no, I agree. The next two series will be very challenging. Yeah, I agree. Especially yeah. with... You know, the, this, this is the Brendan biggest, McCullum empowering yeah, that England side. This is the biggest mm. test year for us in quite a few this is, years. This is this huge. is the biggest year in cricket that we've had in quite a few years. An Indian tour, an Ashes tour, a World Test Championship, yeah. let's not forget the and a play. World Cup. Let's not forget the women have got a T Twenty World Cup as well. Yep, this is probably the. So like, this is huge for Australian cricket. Biggest, I think, twenty twenty three is the biggest year in Australian cricket for a long, long, long it, time. Would you take a draw in India? I would definitely take a draw in India. I'd take a draw in series. Yes, I would draw, take more than a draw. I yeah, want to win a test. Yeah, if we if we got out of a, if we got out of a one all with two draws, I'd be delighted. Well, we wouldn't retain. We wouldn't uh, win back the trophy. Not fast. Yeah, you, you, uh, we know. know. We need to get oh, onto a path. I, I absolutely to to love to win in India, but yeah. I would definitely take not losing. 
because it means we're heading in the right direction. Exactly. Um, yeah. uh, though, and, to be and, fair... And to see improvement in the way that we go about playing in the uh, in a drawn series is what I want to say. Yeah, I, yeah, bare minimum, I'd, I'd like it. Like, I want to win. But would, if we came out of it and said, all right, it's going to be one all with two draws or even two all, I, I would happily take two all and get oh, out of dodge. Oh, absolutely. You know if what it's two all, can we have a fifth? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the fifth would be the World Test Championship. I'm yeah, pretty, sure. I'm pretty sure if it's two all draw, India yeah, and Australia will... qualify. So we then get to play yeah. the fifth test at Lords. Yeah. Mm. That'd, Which that'd would be, be much, much better for us than it would be for them. Oh, for sure. All right, cool. Well, um, yeah, that brings our, our episode to a close. And uh, we've got, well, next week we'll have a chat about how the big, I'm pretty sure next week we'll have, no, I think the, the finals and the Big Bash now drag out for days because I have days off so they can finish it on a weekend. It's the last the last game of the Big Bash is being played as we speak. Yes, it has. Um, so and next week we'll definitely talk about how our super coach sides Ended up. I'm pretty sure I have lost the final to Brad in our our league. So grand congratulations. final. He won the final against me. Oh, <laughs> oh. yeah. Um, oh man, they've only got 119 runs to chase, and I need Warner to get probably 100 of them. 100 of them. Um, so I think Brad's got it got it in the bag. So congratulations, Brad or Beaker, as his nickname is. You've you've yeah. taken out the two slips in the gully. Uh, big Bash Championship. Man, this congratulations! Year. He, he would have beat, He would have won a lot of leagues. Your prize fair. is in the mail, uh-huh. and literally in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Don't be our, expecting at any time. Soon. Our next episode will be, I believe, the the first of Feb. So it'll be a week. Yeah. Now, I might do an Indian preview on the 8th, so two weeks from this one. So, yeah, we'll have have plenty to talk about. We'll find something to talk about. We always do. Uh, So I hope you enjoyed this one. I hope you enjoyed our ramblings about the test. Um, Looking very excited. Uh, Actually, a bit of live breaking news. We won't really be breaking because a podcast is not the best medium to be breaking news. (laughs) But um, we did have the auctions for the WIPL have come through. Mumbai Indians, the Delhi Capitals, and Royal Challengers Bangalore have won bids to host women's teams, and the Adani Group and Capri Global, who aren't affiliated with IPL teams, have got the other two. So the cities will be in Mumbai, Delhi, Bengaluru, Ahmedabad, and Lucknow. Excellent. They will be the... uh... I'm glad there's a Lucknow team. Yeah. (laughs) I'm a Lucknow boy from way back. (laughs) Um, So that will be the teams that are going through it. So there you go. We uh, had a bit of a chat about it, and it sort of unfolded right before our eyes. So we like to talk about that's going to be... It's going to be... just a, a landmark moment, a pivotal moment in women's cricket because there are going to be some very, very rich ladies um, through this through this tournament. There's going to be some serious money being thrown at the top end talent. I believe it's seven people can be seven overseas players can be picked and five can take the field at a time. So it's going to be a tournament that's going to have quite a lot of um, overseas influence as well. I imagine as India start really accelerating their women's cricket infrastructure, you might see that drop back to allow more women through their ranks. But at the moment, it's going to be quite a showpiece event. Like, there's going to be so much money being thrown around, you're going to see the best of the best putting their hands up to get into that um, it's going to be, auction. It's going to create that excitement that the IPL created all those years ago where 
I, I mean, the thing is, too, what they've got going for them, too, the WIPL, is there's not that uncertainty about how all this is going to go. Like, there was with the IPL, and the IPL had to be a big hit from the start. And I think and be, it was. there'll be less critics for the IPL yes. because first-class cricket is just not played by women, so there's not this, like, you're butchering the game mentality by having this and there's so much more calendar space because they're not playing as much cricket that it's not going to be this whole oh you, IPL is ruining international cricket it's that and, and to an extent it kind gonna, of it kind of is yeah. but the women's IPL because their calendar is so so much cricket. more um, time in the calendar and they're exclusively playing white ball cricket it's only actually going to improve the yes. quality of women's cricket and hopefully they can get past some of this nonsense political stuff and the Pakistanis can come and play. Oh, I doubt that. that I know. That I know. That won't happen. But I mean, <laughs> if like, it, yeah, it, yeah. It, it won't happen. Like, I, know, I know. I know you want it. It won't happen. <laughs> no, no. Pakistan no, players no, aren't Pakistan. eligible for the IPL. Oh, yeah, so yeah. It's like Babur Azam doesn't play or anyone yeah. that they can't play. Yeah. I think it just makes a nonsense that you you know some of the the best T Twenty players in the world are Pakistanis, but they can't go and play in the best competition in the world. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. Just but, and they live across like like over there. You know what I mean? There's quite a fair bit of hostility between the uh, the two governments, I think. Yeah, but the thing is, that's fine between the two governments, okay? But what about the players themselves? No, you, I, you never say any. Oh, look, I'm I'm on board with you. Totally get it, but I'm just saying that it won't. If they're not playing in the IPL after, what are we up to? What? Yeah, it's 13. 13 years. They're definitely not playing in the WIPL. Like, nah, just after 14. It just, it just <laughs> won't happen. Sad. Uh, cool. That's us done for the night. Thank you very much for joining along. We'll be back next week with more cricket goodness, and um, we'll be getting into the upcoming tour to India not long. And uh, as promised, we're going to start working on our all-time one-day international sides uh, for each nation. That'll be coming up in the next few podcasts. So uh, yeah, We want to start getting that happening, leading up into the 50-over World Cup. Yeah, mm. so we'll probably start that. I reckon, I reckon end of Feb we'll get into that. Yeah. I think it's probably sounds, a good sounds like a good timeline. We'll have to work out who we're going to do it's first. Gonna be, I think it's going to be really challenging. I, I think, think so it's going to be enormously challenging because you've got a much wider pool of people to deal with. Yeah. You know, with Test cricket, that was only however many people played Test cricket. Now you've got all those guys that have played Test cricket. And a lot of them are really, really good one-day players too. And I think the other big thing is that uh, one-day cricket has changed so much. Oh, honestly, um, in my lifetime it has changed enormously. So statistically you'd be looking and someone like um, like Dean Jones, for example, yeah. stats might not stack up as well as some other players, but... For his, for his era, he was I one of the best be, going around. Yeah, you, you almost have to compare it to his like, contemporaries while they were playing. Mm, it's going to be inter- it's going yeah. to be interesting because it, it's gone from a game where you score two fifty, you might as well pack up and go home because you can't win. To you know, you have teams chasing down, nearly chasing down four hundred. Yeah, well, yeah. that team has actually chased down four hundred. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway. Cool. All right, guys. Until next time. Bye for now. Bye, guys. Bye, back. Sports Social Podcast Network.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.